0: Our souls have been grieved over the past three months with the war in Ukraine and all the terrible violence suffered there. But in our own nation in the past two weeks, there have been three mass shootings that have filled the headlines. Those shootings have brought fear into the hearts of everyone who enters A school building, children, teachers, employees, parents. They also bring fear, though, to anyone who goes to the grocery store, for anyone whose skin or appearance might make them a target. Fear is one of the strongest emotions that is elicited from gun violence. And what happens if it's someone we know and love? What if it happens here in my child or grandchild's school? What if it happens in the store where I shop? Those are genuine fears, and they are not irrational. But if we dwell on those fears, they can paralyze us. So what do we do with fear in our lives? We all have fear of some sort. There's the fear of what is outside of us, the violence and war certainly, but also things like poverty and hunger. There's fear of what may happen to us, sickness, suffering, disability, Grief. There's the fear of what lies inside of us anger, hatred, greed, and lust, depression, or despair. Fear is real, and fear is something we deal with every day. As followers of Jesus, we trust that Jesus does not want us to live in fear. The way of Jesus is not to fearfully arm ourselves with terrible weapons or to lock the doors of our hearts in fear of other people, people Jesus said are our neighbors. So what did Jesus have to say about fear? Well, before he went to his crucifixion, Jesus met with his disciples. He wanted to prepare them for life after he was gone. He knew that they would be uncertain and afraid. What's going to happen to them after he's gone? Uncertainty is one of those things that will make us fearful. Fearful. The 20th century theologian Paul Tillich said there are three dimensions of anxiety and fear. The anxiety of death, the anxiety of meaninglessness, the anxiety of uncertainty. The disciples of Jesus faced each of those fears as Jesus was telling them that he would be leaving. Fear is a very primitive emotion that we all possess. And when fear takes over, we become mentally locked down. We can't comprehend or envision anything else other than what we feel is threatening us at the moment. Fear paralyzes our thinking in that way but fear also can respond powerfully to calming words, to a gentle touch, to the presence of a loved one or a close friend. Just nine years ago, in a DeKalb County Middle School front office, Antoinette Tuff, was confronted by a young man who pulled a gun out of his backpack. In the midst of her fear, she calmly reassured this young man that he is loved and that everything would be all right. And as she motherly and gently talked with him, he put away his gun and allowed himself to be taken away peacefully by the police. The presence and the reassuring words of Jesus helped to calm the fears in that way of his disciples. Jesus spoke to his disciples and reminded them that though their fears were real, God's presence is greater than their fears. We read in John 14 of the close and loving relationship Jesus had with his disciples. Jesus cared for them and showed them how they could live beyond their fear and their uncertainty. Jesus told them of two gifts that they could bring to the relationship and two gifts that God would also bring to their spiritual relationship. He said that they needed to do two things, to love him and to live in his way. He repeated that instruction three times to make sure that they fully comprehended what he was saying. In verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In verse 21, those who keep my commandments are those who love me. In verse 23, those who love me will keep my word. Jesus told his disciples that those two things go together, to love him and to live in his way. If you love him, you will keep his commandments, and those who keep his commandments are the ones who love him. That is what the followers of Jesus bring to our relationship with Jesus. So how do we love Jesus? In John 13, Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have, love one for another. To love one another is to love Jesus. If we want to love Jesus, we show that love by the way we love each other. And that's what it means to live in his way, to do those things that he taught us to do and to follow his example of the way we are to live. God also offers two special gifts to this relationship, the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us and God's peace which comes through that presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said God would send an advocate which comes from a Greek word that can also be translated as comforter. The Holy Spirit comforts us in our fears. The Holy Spirit is with us and is present with us and in that presence we are given peace, peace to calm our fears. We know the presence of God through the love that we show and receive from one another. That love of Jesus is seen in our lives and becomes the light which enables us, reveals to us the peace of Christ. He said, I will love them and reveal myself to them. Jesus is revealed to us through the power of love that we share with one another. As we love Jesus and live in the way he taught us, our eyes and our hearts will be open to recognize the way that he is present through the Holy Spirit. When we turn our attention away from our fears and toward Jesus, we will know that peace. As we love Jesus and live in the ways that he taught us, the presence of love within the life of the community of faith will be revealed. The love we have for one another is how we know his presence. Now, the the way that peace is defined in the world around us is through the absence of of conflict, the absence of adversity or pain or turmoil. Those are external circumstances, things that are outside of us that can make us fearful. So when they are absent from our lives, we call that peace. But the peace that Christ gives is much greater than any external threat. Jesus gives us inner peace in the midst of all adversity that we face, inner peace in the midst of conflict, inner peace when we are dealing with pain and suffering, inner peace in the midst of the outer turmoil we face in life. This kind of inner peace goes beyond the power of fear. This kind of inner peace offers hope, hope to meet the fears of the world. Inner peace is how we know God's presence in our lives in the midst of fear. We know the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us in the love that we experience with one another. And in that presence of the Holy Spirit, we can know peace. Jesus has shown us the way of love. And as we love others and live in his way, we will know the peace of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Peace that is beyond our understanding. Peace that is greater than all our fears. Thanks be to God for this unimaginable peace. Amen.